I'm I'm thinking of reading Chad Dundas's book. Yeah. Chad of the World or whatever it's called. No. There's another that. one, right? No, he's coming up with a new one that's more of a mystery. And I like oh. those. Those are my that's my type of genre. Yeah, then the first book was about some story that I didn't care about. Yeah. So fuck that. But this one's like a mystery something. Classic noir mystery thing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Uh did you see that movie what's it called? Knives Out. Have you seen the trailer for that? It's kind of like a murder mystery movie, but that looks like it's kind of trying to... Like, did you ever see that Family Guy episode where they have, like, the murder in the house? Yep. It looks like it's... Where it's yo, Paul Craig, Chris Evans, uh, and a couple other big names in there, too, that you would recognize. Paul Craig? Paul Rudd? That Paul Craig. Paul Craig, the UFC fight? No. <laughs> Craig Paul... What the fuck is... Uh, what's his name? Uh... Craig. 007. Oh. 007 guy. Oh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> Paul Craig. I was Can like, you Paul tell Craig. that I had fucking Paul Craig on my yeah. mind? That's hilarious. Let's just pull up the results here so we have that. I saw... Have you heard of a show called Ghoul? Uh, no. It's a, it's a British writer yeah. and director, but it's, it's all Indian actors, so it's in Hindi. It's not really Bollywood though, right? Okay. It's wicked though. It's a horror story about like a demon, like a ghoul thing. It's sick though. It's only three 45 minute episodes. So it's it's pretty much a movie. It's two hours and 15 minutes total runtime. I started watching that Devil Next Door movie or documentary. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. five episodes. Dude, it's... I'm two episodes in. It, Do- I just love that fact that it's like real life yeah. type of shit, right? Like that's Docu- what, I don't know, man. I can't get into documentary. I was, so my plan was to kind of like marathon it last night. And then I was watching it with uh, with with my girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, it was just too emotional for her. Like we watched the second episode and they're talking about like, they're doing like testimonies of like people that survived the Holocaust. And um, yeah. yeah, she like they were just talking about how... Um, you know everything that they went through, like all the things that they've experienced. Am I blind or where does it say rankings? Up top. Oh, yes. Okay, but yeah, no. Uh, like they're they have like all these Holocaust survivors coming out and talking about how their families got like gas chambered and all that shit. And uh, the whole premise of the documentary is that there's a guy from Cleveland uh, who was thought to be like Ivan the Terrible, who was like this guy that would. Um, He's like a Nazi executioner almost. He was like leading one of the, the main gas chamber cities or little spots that they had. And they're like, he would like go above and beyond. And like, instead of just putting people into the gas chambers, he would like go and like hack at them with like swords and shit and like just fuck them up I've and gouge their name, eyes out. Yeah. yeah. But so they thought that this guy, Russia gave them, Russia gave the CIA or FBI, somebody, some intelligence saying uh, these are a list of people that are thought to be Nazi survivors, yeah, Nazi survivors um, and have fled to the U.S. Uh, as like different people or different names. Uh, and this is one of the guys. So they like arrest him and then they extradite him to Jerusalem or Israel. Uh, and that's where like this whole court case is taking place. But they have it like videotaped the entire case from beginning to end. So, which is why they're able to like shove it into five episodes. But there's some, like the first two episodes are like, holy shit. Like, I love the way they built it. And you know, when you watch it, like historical shit, you don't want to Google it because mm-hmm. you don't want it to be spoiled. And like, yeah. so it's clearly already spoiled. It's like 20, 30 years old, right? I think this happened in the 80s. Yeah, I'll wiki it after. Yeah, exactly. Like Chernobyl, when I told you to watch Chernobyl. Yeah, like, I, I wiki that after. Don't too. fucking, like, because they, Chernobyl, they, that was a wiki. They show. followed that pretty much to a T. Right, I was surprised that like all of the things that happened in that show, like uh, the guys going underground to like try to like plug the holes. I think yeah, it was. yeah, that was all based on real shit. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That's insane. And and they do such a good job of making you feel like you're there. Like probably Chernobyl one of the best great. shows, best miniseries I've ever seen. Like yeah, hands know. down. You finished oh, it though yeah. in like a day or something. You told me right, two days or three maybe. There's only five episodes, <laughs> not that long. Was it five? I thought it was like eight or something. No, five episodes. That's it. Ran through it. I'm just wondering at what point it's going to be hard to come out with more documentaries based on historical things because... No, there's always something. We're catching up. <laughs> like, there's always but, something. But I mean like something that you've never heard of before. Like no. I didn't know about this Ivan the Terrible thing, right? That was maybe 30 years ago. 
I think um, there's tons of stuff. Yeah. I started going. to watch uh, Jinx. That was something that you were talking yeah, to man, watch. Yeah, man, Jinx was cool. I know. That, I, it's, that's like right up my alley in terms of like true crime shit. It's awesome. Definitely Jinx check I that liked. out. I think I watched that in a day. Yeah. The whole Did thing. you watch Making a Murder? I think you feel it. I think you started it. And Four then you episodes said you just, and I like, fuck it. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I was forcing I, myself through hooked. it. I just didn't want Wow. It. Yeah, I just couldn't. Did you read up on it after? No. You, I did, just didn't you don't even care. know what happened with Sean Avery or no, Brendan Dassey? I couldn't get into it, man. I just couldn't care. <laughs> like your, your curious side of you didn't even want to go and I Google might have read up a bit, but I don't even remember at this point. Yeah. It's, I think they're coming just, out with like season three or four coming out soon. Like, cause the case is obviously still ongoing, right? Yeah. I, uh, like they yeah. almost thought that Brandon Dassey kid out one time to let him go to WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, nope, not happening anymore. And they snatched it away from him again. I'm like, God damn, dumb little kid. I don't know enough to know even if it's like supposed to be innocent or guilty or what. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That's the one thing about those types of shows. When you feel like there's an injustice and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Mm-hmm. It just leaves you more angry than it was when you started it. And it was like, yeah, this is a great no, show, but no fuck. Yeah. Like, this guy should be out or this guy should be dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this Ivan the Terrible thing is going to end. They obviously don't have him as uh, <laughs> as somebody who seems like they're alive. Because like either he was locked up or he was hung. That's what I'm still trying to figure out. Hanged? Hung. Hanged. 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 There we go. But yeah, I, I, as soon as I get through, I'll probably talk about it on the next episode and catch you up on it. Cool. I think this is the quickest we've ever actually recorded after a UFC event. Yeah, literally. We literally like just got minutes. off the couch maybe 10 or 15 minutes ten ago, minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and set up the fucking camera ready to go. Um, but there were a couple of fights that we weren't really able to pay attention to or watch to the best of our ability. There like, was a lot of fights where it was kind of like background stuff for me. Yeah, like even just looking at the results real quick, the first couple of fights were... What is that? Three straight decisions, then two straight there subs. Was, there was a lot of decisions. I decision, felt. KO, decision, 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 KO, decision, decision. Wow, that's how many decisions? Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it was four finishes out of what, 13 fights? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, so four out of nine. Yeesh. Sorry, nine out of 13 were uh, decisions. Yeah. Thank God this was an like afternoon card, though. Felt like it. Anytime they go overseas, and I, I don't know. It's just something about it. I feel like you get more decisions, unless it's just me. Um, I can't, I, I feel like they did the record this year in terms of how many decisions they had in one fight, and I feel like it was like one of those overseas cards. Yeah, is there something about maybe like just traveling overseas where guys? Well, you got to think about lackluster. Like, wherever they go, they usually have a lot of local talent too, right? Yeah, I don't, like Grigory Popov and fucking who else? Alexander Yakovlev. These maybe guys it's are also in just the, Russia. Um, it's it's also the fact that a lot of them might not have even fought on the UFC before, so then they have nerves and then they yeah. don't perform up to the standards. And that could be something. They're, as well. they're not trying to go for the kill as much. They're just more conservative and worried about getting the win. I don't know what it is. Just starting I might just off be talking uh, on my ass too. I don't know. Pretty much ta- feels that way. starting about some guy that just made his UFC debut. This this event was uh, Nurmagomedov's cousin Abu Bakar. <laughs> what a what a i mean like, i tuned in with like a minute when did he get the sub it was like two, two minutes, minutes and in? 50 seconds into the first I, th- round. I think i i tuned in like a minute into the fight and i yeah. just saw him on top working from guard and then it wasn't even like this really quick triangle throw no. or anything it looked kind of slow it just looked like he just left himself in position for way too long and then just got got locked up it, it was weird to see that submission come about and nurmagomedov's no real like He's not a rookie or anything. He has a decent no, record. I think like he was only at three, three or something. Yeah, he only had like three losses coming into this fight. Mm-hmm. So to see him get subbed at like that was kind of uh, surprising. Zawada is like a, a vet too. He's not like a scrub. So, but he's still like either. plus two fifty, plus two sixty coming into this fight. He was supposed to be, you know, an easy fight for Nurmagomedov to get his, his debut feet wet in the UFC. Yeah, and to come out there and get an L like that, he you could see he took it like pretty. Pretty bad too. He didn't want to talk to anybody, even when fucking yeah, Zavada was coming over there trying to get like, under him. He looked like he was so embarrassed. Like he, he like he had his down. hands on the cage like this, and then Zawada tried coming under one of his arms and like laying there with him. He's like, "Nah, bro, <laughs> let me sulk right now. Let me even get over right this L." Ended, he's just like covering his face. Yeah, he's probably so like just so embarrassed in front of his uncle too, his dad. <laughs> it felt so uh, like the cringe almost in terms of when he tapped 
and how silent the crowd was. Like, it just felt so awkward. And I felt it in my heart, too. I was like, oh, that crowd is it just so dead. easily. Like, it wasn't like yeah. this amazing triangle throw yeah. up. It was, it was good. It was yeah. well done. But it just felt like, man, if you're going to be that high level in terms of grappling, that was more than enough time to not get locked up like that. Yeah, was that was strange. I was kind of surprised. You, you think somebody who's been wrestling that long and, you know, probably has been, or actually like has, has been anybody, getting most of his victories from on top. Has anybody even come close let to locking see. up a triangle on Khabib? It's a, let, let me actually see what the other losses on uh, Nurmagomedov's record I were. was just checking his record up the other day. He's He actually lost by submission like two or three fights ago. I think he has a draw He's, to uh, Boyan Velichkovic, yeah, right? And he has a win before that, but then the fight before that, he got subbed. That's why I'm surprised he's in the UFC. Because he's yeah. coming off of only one win and yeah, a draw. Yeah, he's won one and one his last yeah. three. So I was like, why did he even get in? So like, how, what were his other And losses? on top of that, here's the funny thing. You're in PFL already, right? Yeah. Why jump to the UFC? Get that melee first and then go, come back. Go win a PFL tournament and get your million dollars. Like I think he's just going to be able to ride off that Nurmagomedov name and try to get big fights if he got the victory here. Mm-hmm. Probably not. So he's lost twice by... Well, this would have been his second loss by the, uh, submission. He lost to Pavel Kush yeah. in PFL. No wiki. Via rear naked choke. <laughs> I love your... <laughs> and then uh, Magomed Mustafaev. And that was actually a, a cut via... Yeah, a TKO via cut. They should, oh, yeah, Dr. Stop. Dr. Stop, but it was a cut. It was a pretty bad cut. It was like a spinning elbow, I think, Magomed hit him with, and it just started pouring out immediately. Well, if you lose to another Russian, I don't think it's a big deal. And Mustafa is <laughs> not the worst. The guys <laughs> yeah. in the UFC too, right? Did you watch the Roman Kopilov and Carl uh, Robinson fight? I think I was like one round into it before I, I think... Was that, that was that when I started coming over here? No, no, no. I think it was... Because uh, it was right before the Kopilov fight. No, but then... Um, I did watch like the last uh, two minutes or minute leading up to the finish because I did see that it, it finished. She subbed him. Did you see the eye poke? The eye poke? Yeah, I saw his eye. The I eye, didn't see the eye poke. The I saw cut, the, the eye. Right though. on the eyelid, dude. Yeah, it looked nasty. When the doctors were coming, I'm like, oh, they're going to stop it. Yeah. And then next thing I know, it's like, okay, they're Especially once on. you saw the blood coming out of yeah. the eye. I'm like, oh. Ooh. Yeah. And then it he locked up that good that quick. it came out of the eyelid and not the actual eye itself. Mm-hmm. But... I thought it was a little bit dumb for him to go out there and do that because, you know, you get caught based off of an eye injury, then you're going to blame the eye injury and be like, yo, I only got knocked out because this guy poked me in the eyes. Mm -hmm. No, you decided to go out there after you got poked in the eye and you got knocked out. But luckily for him, he comes out there, he eats a couple shots from uh, Kopila first and then he gets a sub, which was kind of surprising. Uh, One of my friends actually hit that prop at like plus 900 or plus 800. Yeah, Carl Robertson by sub. Insane. Coming from a glory kickboxer too. How do you pick that? Crazy. Even Zavada by uh, submission was plus 900. Holy shit. (laughs) Fuck, man. Uh, Khabilov and uh, Kandoshko. That was kind of the Khabilov fight. It was, was it a Kabila fight. Kabila fight. Yeah, that, that's he why was, I don't. I don't need to watch a Kabila fight it? to know I win. <laughs> All his fights are the 130, same. 27, and then two twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Yeah, the first what, round was clinching? him trying him to get the takedown the entire against first round, couldn't get it down. Holding against the cage. Yeah. Second round, it was a little bit more successful. Third round, he started to mix up those like takedowns in the middle of the cage, so he's actually able to get him down. And but not when he strikes back stone, up. right? Because he doesn't do that. He Very rarely. That's all he does. Very rarely he throws some shots. And this was actually his first fight at one seventy, eh? He's gone up a division. Yeah. After Gilbert Burns beat him? No, no, no. Diego Ferreira, that's it. Yeah, Diego Ferreira put it on him. And then Cajun Johnson should have beat him, but he got a bullshit decision. If he thinks he's going to get some new life at 170, I think he's a little bit mistaken. (laughs) Like, this is a decent win for him here, Uh but he's supposed to go out there and beat this guy. Like, Kandoshko has shown in his past fight that that he's very susceptible to takedowns and grappling. Uh but in this fight, I'll give it to him. He actually showed some really good takedown defense, which is why the fight was as boring as it was in terms of Kabilov not being able to get the takedown, uh, but was very persistent in trying to get it. Uh, decent takedown defense, but it still comes down to Kabilov grinding him out. Um, I had a little bit of a bet on that, so I was kind of happy that that hit. <laughs> uh, on Onkalaev versus Dolce Lungyongbula. Oof. Was this the front kick? This was the front kick, the front kick to the face, uh, and then dude. followed up with a couple of punches. Ridiculous. Dude, that front kick, the sound that it made, and oh. then in slow-mo, the way his head just jacked back, I was like, oh my God, that might be the most powerful sounding of least front kick I've heard. Yeah. Uh, the, the aesthetics the of uh, oh. of the Machida front kick, or the crane kick, 
and oh, yeah, uh, Anderson yeah. Silva. This is sound. The, the, the sound, sound of this one was crazy. Was, like, if disgusting. you mix that sound with one of the Anderson <laughs> yeah. Silva and Machida King, that yeah. would probably would have been knockout of the Machida was life. Probably, yeah. yeah, right. But he landed it so clearly. I don't know how well you know uh, on Kalaev, but that guy was one second away from being like a top five fighter right now. Like, who knows the other matchups he potentially could have gotten if he beat Paul Craig that night. Yeah, that was a terrible But this guy's, I think he's 3-0 now coming off that Paul Craig win. That was his only loss. Yeah. Paul Craig loss. It was an embarrassing loss, though. But he was whooping him. Like, that yeah. was that was an Anderson Silva chill Sunday type of you thing. Hear, you know there's less than 10 I seconds know. left and you're in a choke. It was it so, was a yeah, it was a hiccup more than anything in so my opinion. So why just you're in a choke though? Why yeah. why tap? Just risk going out because yeah. then if you're not out at the bell, you win the fight. And if yeah. you're out, then you lose anyway. So yeah. why tap? It was just a, I think that was just an absolute brain fart on him. But like taking that into consideration, the guy is a beast. Like he is really good. He's he good, should be yeah, he should be talked about among like Alexander Rakic and. Uh, Dominic Reyes, he should be that talked level. about in terms of like the up and coming 205ers. There's not that many, you know no. what I mean? Like we just Light keep knocking them off. Some, yeah. So I think that he should definitely be ranked up there. Uh, Johnny Walker now obviously getting his his first L or his first L in the UFC, I should say. Uh, so there's room for Magomed on left to kind of sneak into that spot and start finding these upper echelon guys. You know, I don't think he's going to get a guy like Anthony Smith. Uh, we already know that, you know, it seems like John Jones is calling out Dominic Reyes so now. They should probably do Smith and Anderson. So they'll do Smith, Anderson, uh, and then Ankalaev will probably get... Maybe if Paul Craig pulls off the victory next weekend against Shogun Hua, maybe fight him, get that L back. Get it again. Right? Yeah. Why not? I'm not too mad at that if that's what happens. Uh, and Ankalaev, even if he fights Shogun next, if Shogun fucking pulls off the victory... Why is Shogun... Highly doubt Shogun fighting? would take this fight, to be honest. <laughs> How is he still fighting? Yeah, but yo, he's doing it, man. Who is he, sp- he was supposed to fight Sam Alvey. And then Alvi pulled out, and uh, what's his face took the fight? Paul Craig. Paul this Craig is, took it's the fight. probably um, for his brain a better fight. <laughs> Could be. He he's a, he's a favorite. I'm pretty sure yeah, he's a favorite he coming into this get fight. Sub, but he's not going to no, no, get no. knocked out by Paul Craig. I, I think I that. Uh, I think that Shogun is the favorite coming into this fight, which is hilarious. What do we got? I would actually believe that he would be the favorite for minus three hundred, dude. Okay. That's a bet you on know Paul me. Craig. I am the biggest Shogun that, that's Hua a fan bet on out there. Paul Craig. That's an easy bet on Paul Craig. I'm in. I'm one of the biggest, biggest Shogun Hua fans here. But should he be a, a minus three hundred over anybody in 2019 in the no. UFC? Maybe. No. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know who else would be in the light heavyweight division that we could get that type of line for Shogun Hua. That's a stupid because of short notice. And is it in Brazil? It is in Brazil. Yeah. So they're. It's just. It's literally Paul Craig doing a favor, so they're probably like, ah, he's not even going to try and win. Maybe he's just going to go for like crazy takedowns and for sub attempts. Shogun Hua doesn't have the greatest takedown defense either, though. And he's older. He's and he's older. older. He got them shit knees. We know Paul Craig's going to be going for that takedown from like minute number one. He's got nothing to lose, so Paul Craig's probably going to fight stupid and wild to but, try and to close the distance. To catch him. Yeah, and try, to catch him. He could either knock him out or man, that that line is ridiculous. That I don't is know why, how they're even doing that much, but. Uh, yeah, I think the winner of that fight should probably fight on Kalev next, but I highly doubt that we're going to see. Walker already called out the winner of that fight, Shogun and Paul Craig. Really? Yeah. Even after his loss to Anderson? Yeah. That's what he said. He said um, he wants after to get his loss to Anderson that uh, that would probably be a good fight from the winner of uh, Paul Craig and Shogun. I don't mind it. Unless it's Paul Craig, because it's Paul Craig's actually a middleweight just stepping in on short notice at a higher division, no? No, or has he's, he moved up he's always been the heavyweight. When did you think he was middleweight? Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm tripping out. Yeah, what am I saying? He fought Khalil, all these guys. Yeah, they're all light heavyweight. Okay, never mind. I don't know why for a second I thought he's he was a big a dude. He's pretty big, but, yeah. you know, dog shit striking. He's the bear Jew, yeah. Yeah, but really good jiu-jitsu, so. I'd but say, even his jiu-jitsu is not amazing. It's just good. Like, he got subbed by, I think, ACJ. Yeah, but ACJ is a high-level fucking yeah, guy, right? Was not, it ACJ? Um, I'm not yeah, sure if it was ACJ. I'm pretty sure he got subbed by him. But I want to say it was him. I, he has one of the more, um, he has one of the more offensive guards though that we have yeah. in the lay heavyweight division. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Alonzo Menafield wrecked him, which is pretty obvious. Uh, yeah, you know, it was Jimmy Crute that actually subbed him, who isn't the greatest jujitsu guy, but I think that was a pretty slobber knocker of a fight. So I'll give him that. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I love Uncle Av's assertion into this light heavyweight division among the other up-and-comers that we finally have. Unfortunate that we lost Johnny Johnny Walker, but we got pissed off Corey Anderson, so I'll take that one anyway. Um, Shamil Gab- Gamzatov versus Klitson Abreu. We'll go over that in our deciding splits because that's obviously the only one that I really want to go over. Uh, we'll skip that. Tony Martin versus Ramazan Amiv. That was a really good performance by Rocco Martin. I was surprised. Well, not super surprised. Worked the leg. That uh, leg, you the see leg that? kick is see insane, that little, dude. That ball on his his third calf. I'm, I'm that att game plan of attacking the calf is fucking flawless. Like I'm surprised more guys aren't going for that. And it seems like a lot of the guys in that division or in that in that camp are kind of leaning on that as their staple for the game plan. You knock out that that calf, you you immobilize them as much as possible, and then the rest of your game will come to you. Especially against a guy like Ramazan Amiv, who's a very, I'd say he's an efficient counter striker and uh, usually holds distance very well. But the fact that Roko Martin was just like chop, chop, just just at just ease, picked him apart as as often as he wanted to. It was crazy to see. Good performance. Um, did you know who his girlfriend is, or possibly ex girlfriend is now? Who? Kayla Harrison. With Tony Martin? Yeah. Oh, he's with Kayla Harrison? <laughs> I was surprised about that because I in one of his last fights, she was actually cornering him. Anthony And then they're talking about I know. I, I was surprised that. too. Wow. There's a fun fact for you guys right there. I had no fucking idea okay, until then. I was watching one of his fights and I think one of the commentators was like, Oh yeah, one of his you know, his girlfriend is in his corner, Olympian fighter herself, Kayla Harrison. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? That's random as fuck. Good for you, Roko. But yeah. I, I think they I think they broke up. I'm okay. not 100% sure, but I think they broke up from a, an interview that I saw. Ed Herman going out there doing his fucking thing, too. Doing. I didn't watch this fight, but you told me that it was just a typical Ed Herman It was just fight. a sloppy fucking fight. That's he should have got 30-27s all around. That This Cadiz Ibrahimov guy is horrible. Okay. This is the last time he's probably going to be fighting in the UFC. Even it's in his bad. last fight, he gassed out like a round and a half in, and then eventually got finished in the third. Not a good look. The guy is not good. He was undefeated coming into the UFC, but has no fucking skills. He was just knocking guys out. That was it. But if you're not that's able to knock guys look. out, that's always bad. When you come into the <laughs> UFC with all like first round knockouts, that's yeah. it's going to be bad for you. Those guys you never do well. You need to go through some sort of hardship in your regional scene. You got to have some decisions in there, man. Yeah, I wouldn't say decisions per longer se. Longer fights, but longer least, fights, yeah. uh, tougher competition. Uh, you know, you really get tested out there before you come in here and then lose to an Ed Herman who made his UFC debut in like 2006. Fuck how is he's 39 herman even fighting 39 he's getting out his fucking victory still insane uh one zalim emadiev drops the ball against danny roberts i didn't get to watch this fight in its entirety uh but i did see the finish there was six seconds left in that last one too insane that left kind of danny roberts was just quicker to the shot there he was tighter with it too beautiful i think it was a hook that so it was just fucking insane i was i was really thinking that zalim's uh you know, knocking guys out on the regional scene, comes to the UFC, possibly should have gotten a draw against Max Griffin in his last fight. Um, he got a point taken off right, pretty much right at the beginning of the fight for mm-hmm. holding the cage one time, grabbed the cage, referee stopped the fight, one point, right away. I don't mind that. I, I'm Not more of an either. advocate for that. I get that. I get it. It takes, it. you know, it, it really deters anybody they from stop thinking doing, about doing, doing something like that. that. Yeah, they should do the same thing with uh, eye pokes too. Even if you're flaring it, point yeah close like, your hand then train train with your hands closed then if if like if you let them if you start taking points all of a sudden guys won't have those habits suddenly oh i wonder what happened like just enforce it it's not that's that's the only penalty i believe people will will start to take it more seriously as soon as you take that one point immediately and yeah and the referees need to stay consistent with it because some referees are a little bit more lenient than the others yeah right? no it should really be an automatic point like there's it's not hard to just gauge distance like this instead of like this like it's got to be concerning for fighters as well to not knowing who the referee is going to be going into a fight you know you got to almost at a certain point study referees. You got to be like, okay, how often does this guy stand up fights? How quickly does he stand up fights? How often does he take points away? Shit like that. There's nothing standardized. That's the problem with the commissions, right? They're just idiots running everything. Like that's the weird part from state to state and province to province. Shit is different. It's all stupidity. Yeah. It's It's all stupidity. None of it makes any sense. It's literally like children running a fight. For a sport that's been able to generate this amount of money and this amount of fandom and this amount of just popularity. It's a joke. Like it doesn't even, 
I don't understand how nobody can just be like, do you see the state of this shit? Can we just do this? Like, like, can we get someone to actually take control and fucking fix this shit? Like, why are judges still fighting? Why, just put a bunch of judges in a room in the back. Why are we? They don't even need to be at the venue. They don't even need to be at the fucking venue. Exactly. exactly. Just give them no commentary. You have to listen in silence to yeah. the to, to the fight. Score the fight. Why are we doing three judges? Let's get seven judges. I think five is the right number. Five. You, you fuck. You can give do, me an odd number higher. Yeah, than but three. here's the thing: if they don't even have to be at the event, you can just do yeah. eleven. Like yeah. they're just submitting it remotely. Their scores. That's the best way to do it. And then you'll get, you won't have such controversy all the time. It's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like the average person at home can score a fight better than these so-called professional yeah. judges. What the fuck is going on here? The, I don't think it's so much the, uh, a lot of the prerequisites that are required for these guys to become judges are like, okay, you must have had at least one amateur fight in the past. Uh, amateur kickboxing, jujitsu or boxing, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but they don't it doesn't need to be MMA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they don't, don't know all of it. Yeah. So that's why you get, you know, maybe a, a judge who knows boxing. But what the fuck do they know about jujitsu? They don't know shit. They don't know anything about that. So. It's I, I don't know if we're ever going to see it really be answered or a solution come no to it. Seems to it's be not going to happen. Close to doing anything about it. And even if, if things get better, it's the it's tiniest, only one place. It's a tiniest little baby step every like what? Four, four or five years. Like nothing is happening. Everybody just kind of complains and then the complaints die down after a week or two, and we just until move it on. happens again. And, and then you get just it flares up, and no one does anything about yeah. anything. It just doesn't make any sense. The the funny part though is if it does get changed in one state, it's not going to get carried over to every yeah, other state. Yeah, that's the most ridiculous. And also, thing. it kind of makes things a little bit more confusing because how many times have we been in a situation where a guy we don't know if he's a down opponent or not? Yeah, and even the fighter inside the cage like, is probably like, during, "Should I throw this knee or should I not?" During the fight, the guy's like in a position where his hands close to the ground or not, and then you're like, "Oh wait, which state are we fighting in yeah. again? Is that allowed or not in this yeah. fight?" Like, what the fuck? To even have to question that, and then even in like training as well, like, what are you training? Are you going to train whether this guy's going to be a down opponent or not? Or and I have to change my training fight to fight. And, change and that's habits? a very that's a very vulnerable position as well. That the guy in the offensive position could really take advantage of and possibly get a finish. You're talking about a guy's knee mm -hmm. in line with the guy's head, and you can generate so much more power, right? They need can to you really imagine if like if like you're watching a hockey game and and depending on the yeah. city they're in different like, like slashing offsides is not a penalty. Or on yeah or there's offsides no offsides off. this game two line passes because we're playing in Carolina it's like what the fuck yeah. what is going on no it doesn't make any sense you need to have some uniform even like, the whole set thing of, of like certain cities when they're at a smaller fight night how they use a smaller octagon what? that's weird. That what? is weird. Like, can you imagine yeah. if they just shrunk the basketball court for certain games <laughs> and then yeah. now we're on a bigger court? Yeah. Here's the three-point. Like, what the, What but, are we doing here? You can't change like, things well, like that's, that. Well, that's even almost every... Like, if you look from organization to organization, you're talking yeah, about the circular the circular cage in Bellator, the, the ring no, and the other size, fucking... No, but the size should be standard. Like, you, if you're fighting... Okay, no, regardless. Because that's even different in across, itself. Like, across the organization itself, within that, it should be It should be the, the same. same. Yeah. Can't have a smaller octagon versus a bigger one. Mm -hmm. I don't like, think Bellator does that. I think, like, throughout I think it's the all same the events, size. it's the same yeah, the entire make time. Make sure it's the same size. They should never be using different sizes. Was it nonsense. the Pentagon that... Uh, that, someone tried that. That shit? Striker Force was using. What was Strike Force using? No, Hexagon. Hexagon. Six, six. It would be nice to get that one back. I don't yeah, know. Why not? I, why I don't not? know why. <laughs> um, all right, let's just get on to the last two fights: Alexander Volkov versus Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy doesn't really go out there and really chase it, in my opinion. But it, it's easy for me to say that fucking sitting in, in an armchair here. Yeah, I don't. And Alexander Volkov is just teeing off with his leg kicks at will. We almost were giggling at each other with the amount of time Volkov was able to land that leg kick, like. Like within like 15 seconds, he landed like six or seven leg kicks and Greg Hardy couldn't do shit about it. Apparently he, he injured his hand in one of the rounds or something. So maybe that attributed to it. But I felt like we would have seen a little bit of a Greg Hardy that was going to crash forward a little bit more. Volkov did a great job of keeping him away. Probably learned from that Derek Lewis fight by not fucking around in the last 15 seconds as well. Volkov is a high level guy. You could clearly see the day and night uh, comparison in terms of the skill and experience on Volkov's side. And then Greg Hardy's inexperience and lack of uh, even skill i would say like he's getting away beating guys like benson soli juan adams and demetrius Molyakov. but once you start re reaching the top 10 ish like let's let's honestly see if there's a top 10 guy we think that he could beat because i i don't know if we're going to be able to get that obviously not cormier 
probably not Nganu. Definitely not Curtis Blades because Curtis Blades is going to be taking him for a ride. Maybe he could land on Journey Dos Santos, but I think that Dos Santos could go out and have a Ben Rothwell type of game plan. Probably, yeah. right? Derek Lewis, I think he would... Uh, that That's a closer fight strictly because Derek Lewis isn't the most technical guy out there. He gets hit. He's always down in most of his fights and always just comes back right at the ending. So it's going to come down to who gets their blitz in first. Uh, Overeem, he could possibly knock him out, but... Overeem does a good job with his kicks too. He could possibly keep Greg Hardy on the outside. I think we might get a good line on that if that fight ever happens. I'm just saying. I think a lot of people would eat up the whole Greg Hardy. It's probably too premature to even talk about him fighting any of these guys, though. He got outclassed yeah. early by Volkov. It wasn't Shabir Abdurrahimov would absolutely uh, ragdoll him too. Walt Harris could would probably beat him as well. Blagoy Ivanov would beat him. Like I don't know if there's anybody in the top 15 that I would bet uh, no. Greg Hardy over. Like. He didn't look that great. He didn't. Um, he d- he didn't look terrible, but he didn't really try at all. Like it just seemed like he was content to lose a decision because he was doing a favor, and it was cool. I'll give him this. He didn't look. He was th- like super gassed. He wasn't terrible. Like he probably his cardio held up. It seemed like, but yeah. that's that could also be attributed to the fact that his output wasn't the craziest either. Yeah, he, he and his toughness was crazy too because Volkov landed a lot of good shots. He landed a lot of good body kicks. You know, it folded Derek Lewis a couple times, and Greg Hardy was able to just eat them and keep moving forward. Uh, I, you were saying that you were surprised that uh, Greg Hardy is six fucking five. Like, yeah, I didn't realize it was so big. He's massive, and just his like, I don't know what to call it. Like, mass is probably the right word because he's still bigger than Volkov, right? Like, not taller, but he's bigger than yeah, Volkov. Yeah. I just don't know what the proper wording is for that. I, I I think I called on one of my podcasts like square footage <laughs> if you want to talk about body mass body footage yeah, whatever bigger, the fuck yeah. it is uh, yeah I don't know what type of future we're going to get from Greg Hardy but at least he gets this like okay this is what the level of competition is actually supposed to be uh, and maybe he could take that into fights moving forward Zabit Magomed Sherpa versus Calvin Qatar kind of went how most people thought it could have gone, which is a beat taking the first two rounds. Then, you know, at a certain point in that third round, stop putting the foot on the gas and letting the other guy take over. Calvin Qatar started, started to take over about halfway through that round. Uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't just, it wasn't enough time for him to really find the knockout and obviously not get a 10-8 round to even get a potential draw here. What are your thoughts on Zabit? Do you think he, like, where does he go from here? What, what, what could you line up next for him? And do you think he could even achieve a title in his career? Uh, it was like a typical Zabit fight. You know, high output, gas after two rounds, survive the third, yeah. win a decision. That seems to be rinse and repeat with him. No hope in him in a title fight until we see him at least win some sort of five-round fight. I don't think he should get a title fight next. I think he should maybe get a number one contender fight in a main event, force him to go five rounds, see if he can actually hang in there. This fight was five rounds. Calvin Cater was probably going to win that fight. It's like the Jeremy Stevens, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Right? Like, it just seems like I don't know if this guy can even go five rounds. He looks good for two, but he gets tired way too easily. Like, that cardio is not high level. Was there anything in here that you were really impressed by? Like, something that you're like, okay, he's um, really good no, at this. Just- not really because we've seen it before. It just seemed like a typical it seems like his, performance. His, nothing new. Nothing new that we haven't seen before. I think his unorthodox fighting style coupled with his output and pace is kind of what really gets him the victories in these fights. Yeah. Because then guys are a little bit scared to throw because they're like, He's okay, not, I don't know what's coming back. It's but it's just, pace, it's yeah. output and then, yeah, coming then from weird angles. quick, yeah. So if, you know, in a five-round fight, I don't think he can keep that up. And he's... His striking is solid, and he's got all these unorthodox ways of, you know, even transitioning into that beautiful trip or takedown. Oh, that was nice. They're gorgeous, but it's it's his striking isn't the best. It doesn't even seem like his his well, his grappling is really solid, but it might not be the best again. Like nothing's really the the best. Yeah, but he's just very unorthodox. It's just like he keeps throwing, and it's very unorthodox. Yeah, and he's willing. I to think that would throw off wild. a lot of guys that are that need that Throws time to set off, up. Yeah. Like I would be interested to see how a fight with him and Volkanovski would go. Just based off of, you know, if he continues to land on the outside on Volkanovski, is Volkanovski going to want to close the distance, land big shots, grind up against the beats? The beats wrestling is great. So, just give him uh, a main event title contender fight against the winner of uh, Zombie and Ortega. Just do that. Will we have anybody ready to go to fight the winner of Volkanovski in Holloway, though? Because those guys are fighting oh, in yeah. like a month so less then, than a okay, month in that case then ortega zombie might just get the next title shot and zabit will have to get somebody else we, let's meantime. see if the, we can pinpoint if zabit doesn't mind fighting down put him in there with the ayer i don't mind that oh 
see that's god damn tony that's a great fucking fight now that right speaking of how like you know they how kind of have similar trying, ways of fighting too yeah. where they have high output and throwing for two rounds round? and then loses the third Who wins that third round uh, yeah yeah based wow. on what i've beats five yeah you're six. Oh, there you go why not as long as he doesn't mind fighting he's not fighting frankie who's uh who's number one volkanovsky number one is volkanovsky number ortega, two is ortega. Number aldo three. aldo Aldo's edgar gone. edgar yeah, they're not so. gonna fight their teammates yeah, so Zabit's not going to fight Edgar. Aldo's gone. Yair, Korean he's, Zombie, seven. He's got to fight down. Yeah. Unless he gets the next title fight, like immediately. He's got to fight down. I think Ortega Zombie winner should get the next title fight. Or you know what? If Ortega wins it, they might just give it to Zabit just to get a, a fresh contender in there and not go to the Holloway. I wouldn't right mind away. that. <sighs> yeah, I, th- I think Yair Rodriguez is the best person to match him up against in, in a five-round fight as well. The just puppy. to get that out of like he i think he would be doing a disservice to himself if he just goes into a title shot here who's a beat 100 yeah. you haven't had a five get round that fight, experience dude and you keep gassing in your three round fights you can't do that let's see if he's ever gone I, but he he might actually get thrown into a title fight if ortega wins i think if zombie wins zombie is 100 is getting the title shot let's see if a beat what's the longest the beats actually ever gone has he ever gone five rounds he must have been in a championship fight somewhere Lower competition though. Round one, round one, round one, round two, round two, round two, round two, round two, round three, round two, round two, round. Yeah, never He's gone, never, never gone round. Never been past three rounds, no. and he gasses in the third. He only has two good rounds, it seems, in him. What was his only loss? Some sort submission of armbar. Igor Igorov, <laughs> like the most Russian yeah. name you could fucking yeah. think of there. That's early on though in his career, so I think he was what like six and one there. Yeah, six and zero, oh, and then Four he lost. Four and zero, oh, and, four then, and oh, yeah. then he lost, and now he's what ten and zero. Oh? Seventeen, I think he's eighteen and one now. So he's eighteen and one. There's fourteen after the victory today. He's eighteen and one. <laughs> Are you sure? Check that. I think he's fourteen and one. Uh, I want to say he's fourteen and one. I just had it open. There we go. Yeah, eighteen oh, and one. Jesus Christ! All right. When did he make his debut? Like his pro de- May twenty twelve. Okay. So in seven, seven years. years not, Not too bad. bad. It's a good record. He has a loss on his amateur record, it looks like, yeah. too. Rachman Maksim. Okay. Not even going to try to say yeah, that. Those are, when they're that young, it's like, eh, who cares about yeah. that, that loss? Let's spin this shit forward. Jan Blahovic and Jack Ray Souza next week. It's the last fight in like their 11 event consecutive weekend streak. And then there's one week so off? burnt out. Two weeks off. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't mind that. So I'm it's cool a three week, that. three week gap between fights. Yeah. Minutes. Okay. Um, Jack Ray. You think he's going to have success going up to 205? Oh, what are the odds on that fight? Uh, minus 220, Blakovic. Okay, yeah, that's exactly where I thought it would be. I I'm going to pass on that fight, but... I don't have any hope for Jacare. No. Um, he's just too old and stiff now. He gets hit too easily. He's not fast enough. He's uh, not he's, the greatest striking, but he has a little bit of power. I'll give him that's that. That's all he has, though, and he can walk forward through shots. He's not even that good at taking people down anymore. Blakovich no. um, is decent, and his jiu-jitsu is really good as if well, If you too. get on top of him, he's not even that great ab- about getting up. Like, Jacare, you would think, would be able to sweep you or something easily. He doesn't yeah. seem to be able to do that that easily. He's older, slower, like I said, and 39 or 38 years old, moving up to light heavyweight in your first fight, you're getting a killer like Jan. Let's see, you saw He's that already one pushed Luke. away another guy that came up from saw 185. saw that one with Luke. This is a terrible, <clears throat> terrible matchup for Jacare. I think Jan finishes him. You know what's crazy? Jacare, Chris Weidman, and Luke Rockhold all went up to 205 this year. Two of them have gotten Merck so far. Merck. So if the trend continues, it's gonna happen. And these guys were like top flight one eighty five. Jacare's too old. He's so old, right? Too. I feel like he has fought at two hundred five in the past, though. I'm pretty certain. I don't think so. Not in the UFC. I don't think so. I feel like he's done it before. I've never in dream any of his. I other feel like fights. in Strike Force. Maybe you're right. No Strike Force. I swear it was always one eighty five, man. Let me confirm that before I let me fact check yeah, myself I, real quick. You know, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard. Of I Jacare feel like he's been at two hundred five in the past. Uh, dream vacant middleweight dream vacant middleweight oh I shit you are yeah, right he's always been a middleweight I okay I don't know oh catchweight at 194 against Ed Herman I'm not sure who missed her maybe Ed Herman did yeah that was yeah god damn you're right oh yeah I think Ed Herman was uh, filling in on short notice in that fight, oh yeah something like that yeah um 
Yeah, that's a tough fight for him. He has the home field advantage, even though he trains in Florida. Uh, I think Blakovich could turn him back Man, here. I think Blakovich <clears throat> is better than uh, Hermanson. As an overall, f- I, th- I actually think he's better. So I, this is like a harder matchup than his last fight. <sighs> yeah, it, it's tough to say just based off of the fact that Hermanson's coming off of such a def- devastating finish to Jake Just overall in their performances, <clears throat> I feel like the current version of Yan is better than Hermanson. Um. There's no other real big fights. We got Bobby Green against Francisco Trinaldo. Is that the fights. co-main? I don't think that's co-main. Uh, I believe the co-main is Shogun against Paul Craig. Okay, not bad. Uh, not terrible. Bobby Green, Fran- Francisco Trinaldo, not bad. Brow yeah. making his return once again against uh, Diago. Or Diago, goddamn. Douglas DeAndraj. <laughs> Diago DeSantos or some shit. Yeah, Douglas DeAndraj. You know that guy? Yeah. Very fun fighter to watch. He looks like he's 40-something years old. The guy's only like 34. He's really ripped, right? Yeah. He lost to Jan in his last fight. I think this is going to be really tough for Burrow to get over, uh, which is why Douglas is like minus 220. Has anybody fallen worse than Henan Burrow? That might be the worst Yo, four straight losses. Yo, but I mean like you were pound for pound and now you can't even beat a top 20. No. Like, Luke Sanders just knocked him out. What the fuck is going on? I think on? he had success in that first round against Sanders. Yeah, but he always has... That's Brown. That's his in thing. In all of his recent fights, <clears throat> looks like a killer in the first round and then just doesn't... Like, just starts being slow and plotting yeah. and not moving or throwing much in the second and third and then gets finished or something. Like, it's so fucking weird. He's mentally done. It's... it's. I don't understand how he's going to be able to beat a guy like Douglas Andrade who comes forward as much as he does, has decent cardio. Brown's done, man. You know, no as problem. long as he can survive that first round, this is Douglas's fight easy. Every that's every fight. If you're out of the first round with Brow, you're gonna you're gonna win the fight. It's surprising <laughs> to me that the UFC is even holding on to Brow. I don't. I think it's just you got to think that this I is the pink slip like fight for him. Something's going on in that guy's life or something too. Like the amount of damage he suffered now, it's just such a bad turnaround for his career. Just a huge fall. It's a it's a sad story in all honesty. Very very sad. Yeah, Brow t- or fucking Dillashaw took his fucking soul. Yeah, seriously. Dude, Charles Oliveira against Jared Gordon. Why does Charles Oliveira continue to fight these unranked? Just slash- keep dicking him around. Just keep dicking Charles Oliveira <laughs> around. It'll just take. Any I think it's fight. Oliveira though. No man, he, I think it's on. Dude. He said before. He said after um his last fight, he was like, all right. I fought another guy that was like not that high ranked, Nick Lentz, right? He's like, all right, I took this fight. Now stop fucking around with me, UFC, and give me a good fight. And then he gets Jared Gordon. What the fuck is Gordon? He's on a five or four, five One, fight two, winning streak. Three, all finishes. Four, five. All finishes. All finishes. It's and, all subs. And this is who you give him? What is happening here? This, not even a top 15. The guy isn't even ranked. The David Tamor fight was a good timed fight for him. Yeah, I would say. that was fine. But then you should like elevate he after got that. Elevate. Then he goes down to Lick Lens and now he goes Lick. sideways to Jared Gordon. Yeah. What the hell is going on? This guy, Charles Oliveira should be getting minimum. Uh, he should be getting a top 10. He's number 13. When you're when you're number 13 on a five fight streak, you should be fighting up. Dude, he he's had four straight performances of the night. Yeah. Except his Nick Lens fight. Yeah. Maybe I they think just that's want why him he to wants- run away with the submission record. That's why they're giving him these fights. Uh, he's already see, got for the most submission record, records. Right? He extended his record. Yeah, for he's like one 13. or two. Yeah, he's yeah. he's already he's probably going to add to it with this. Let's see. Uh, he broke the record with eleven, so now he's at thirteen. At thirteen. He's probably going to get number fourteen here, and then eventually, please get this guy a fight. Top fifteen? Between, no, six to ten. Six to ten. He's already thirteen. Is he thirteen? So, we're we're what? Uh, light lightweight. Lightweight. Yeah, he's already he's 13, 13, right? So he's already 13. If you're going to be on a six-fight win streak and at 13, you got to be fighting at least six to 10 next. I don't know who he could fight. Six to 10. Give him fucking... Paul Felder, who he lost to. Give him Kevin Lee. Yeah. I want to see uh, Kevin Lee Kevin Lee, Lee seems Makhachev to want to fight Makachev, which is weird because Makachev's way below he's him. 15, but everybody knows that's a really tough fight. Yeah. Let him get that confidence I'm back at 155. man. Yo, let's just I see, think Kevin yo. Lee beats him. Let's just see. After you, he beats him, then you can say some shit. Yeah, until we'll then, see. keep your mouth shut. Just like how Gillespie beat him, right? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, no, big one. Uh, it should be a big one for Charles Oliveira this weekend against Jared Gordon. Gordon yeah. has a decent style of like having that yeah. unrelenting pace. He's on pace. a one-fight streak. He lost his, his yeah. two fights ago, he lost. Got murked. Why is he fighting that? Charles Oliveira? Dude, Bronx, man. Yeah, he's going to go to work there. <clears throat> uh, 
so I don't know if you heard about this, but Connor is not the father. <laughs> Did you miss this in the news? Yeah, what the fuck? he had to have his DNA test because there's that girl out there who, uh, who, th- who said that she was she had a baby with him and he kept neglecting it. About this long. Time this was like a year ago or maybe even two years ago. So they finally did a DNA test, and the results came back that Connor's not the father. They should have done this shit on Maury, dude. Come on, that's a Maury moment Missed right opportunity there. Opportunity right there. That's Connor would have been all over that promotion. Now, did you see what Connor tweeted after Abu Khan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got tapped. Okay, talk that's, about ironic. That's what I mean. <laughs> Hey, look, it's cool and all to be talking shit, but you just called out a guy for tapping out and quitting. Don't give me that. How many losses does Connor have on his record? Three or four? And two of them are by some. No, 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 no. I'm not mistaken. All. All of them? All four of his losses. Duffy Diaz. He got Artemis something, whatever, in his third fight. leg, Leg locked him. Duffy just arm triangled him yeah. from standing position, whipped him to the ground and finished him. Diaz tapped out. He didn't go out. He tapped. <laughs> he didn't go out. He tapped out. The way out. you say that with that smile yeah. is so no, 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 mischievous, yeah. dude. Jeez. I'm just saying, why did you go out? You know what I mean? And like, then the last person you, to tap him. And then you got neck cranked. He didn't even yeah, have a choke on you. Choke neck it was just, I'm going to say uncle because it hurts oh. my jaw too much. I'm gonna tap. I'm cool with. And I'm, talking I'm a shit. big Connor fan. I was a huge Connor fan until like he started a little going, going off the rails in the last couple. of I'm years not a Connor fan anymore. Not anymore. It's hard. It's hard to support him because it's just all talk, talk, talk. Nothing's happening. Why the fuck is this fight not announced? If you're fighting in January yeah. 18th, it's, yeah. we're two months out. Yeah, less get than this two announced. Away. Let's go. What is going on? Yeah. Or else just shut up and go away. Like uh, it's like we already know cares. the UFC is going out of their way to plan a pay per view that was yeah, not just planned. around him. Yeah, just like, around him. He'll just be main eventing just because. Against Cerrone, probably. Like, I don't mind him gloating, like, to the downfall of a guy that he has obvious beef with. But to gloat on the specific fact that he tap-tapped and he called him Nermaga tap-tap. Yeah, that was like... That's a little bit over the top. Man, I used to think, like, and I think he he is. Like, this this is a smart, calculated guy. What the fuck is going on here? Like, he's just really... Think so? A lot of coke and and booze? Coke, booze, and bitches. That erratic behavior does seem very cokey, yeah. That yeah. you gotta stay away from that CBB, otherwise you're gonna get just booked. too much. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, man, you can't call out. Someone and he thinks for he's tapping. gonna win everybody over by coming back and fighting three times next. I don't year. even think he's trying to trying to win any anybody over. I think he's just no. Trying I think to he's keep trying his to name in the spotlight. That's that, but I also think he wants to get to go back you to being so? that person that people love and shit. I don't think it's gonna happen three times. They can't get any. They can't get a deal done with him for the first one. In like how? When? When did he last fight? And he was how many times have we heard about him coming back since then? They can't get any one fucking fight book with this guy. It's not a good look. I don't think the UFC cares to play ball in a way that he expects them to with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. There might be that a lot. Like we're like, you know what? We're cool. Like we're not going to give into your insane demands. Like and p- overpay you more than we can pay because like. We 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 have stars now. We can yeah. we can still make big fights and stuff. ESPN pay per view deal. They don't care. They're getting their flat feet. They don't care as much. So I think it's just there's probably just a lot of a standstill on both ends. Where Connor's like, like, I want this. I'm not. We're not willing to give you this. I feel like most of the pressure though would be coming from ESPN. Like I feel like they would want the pay per view buys of a Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, but I'm curious to see like what did a Masvidal Diaz do? Is it close? Is we're it a ballpark? We're never going to get those numbers though. Yeah, that's, that's the, the unfortunate problem. part, dude. That's the problem. Like, I think, yeah. Can you like imagine that was that was a fucking huge fight? Imagine that did numbers that was like Connor level. Then you don't need him anymore. But you got some. You got but, some big stars. Is this going to translate with Masvidal though? Masvidal without Diaz because. Think about the trickle-down effect we're getting here. We're getting Conor McGregor, and then Nate Diaz is getting the Conor rub. And now Masvidal is getting yeah. the Nate rub from Conor. That is the difference you're right in that sense There's that a trickle-down. Conor draws no matter who he fights. Exactly. Whereas a Masvidal or Diaz, they they only draw big depending on who they fight. Like, yeah. they 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 can bring their their side, but they need someone else to finish it off. Whereas, yeah, with Conor, it's like, doesn't matter who he fights, it's going to be a big deal. So he does I think if Masvidal went out there and like Ben Askren, Nate Diaz, he could possibly be good no matter what, because it was that Ben Askren knockout that really got him as famous yeah. as he is. And also like, uh, Man, I think this was big still too though, because he beat the fucking he beat the fucking shit. Part. There he was no highlight moment. There was no highlight moment. He whooped his ass. That was probably rounds one and two can both be argued as a I'm, 10-8. I'm talking like a, from a casual's perspective. 
Like, uh, but even that could people- Joe off the street be like, yo, look at this knockout of Ben Askren. And then if you show him a two minute clip of but him then, battering Nate Diaz, it's not the same as. But then those guys are watching knockout. this tough guy, Nate Diaz. It's like, who the fuck is this Masvidal guy? He's beating the shit out of him. Cleaner technique, boxing, everything, not giving into uh, the overwhelming style or anything. He seemed to be doing the overwhelming, if anything. The message that I'm trying to get to is just that I don't think that there was that moment. Like in the Darren yeah, Till fight, we had that, that crazy knockout. Aesthetically, that, it looked insane. Because yeah, that the knee, fucking insane fastest knockout on UFC anticlimactic history. cut but there's no yeah the anticlimactic cut there, there was no like signature moment for him I that's that's a good point that's, the, a that's the only point. thing highlight signature highlight I yeah. guess you're saying because like, like it's you have to like kind of watch the whole fight consistently there's not that one exactly yeah. like I saw the I still see it I still see the Ben Askren fucking fight or that knockout on my timeline whenever I'm scrolling through Twitter like it, you need that like 15 second moment where you're like okay you pull off a showtime kick like that wasn't a knockout but that was a significant moment Huge to where moment, a lot of yeah. people know Anthony got Curtis him on now. the Wheaties box and exactly shots, yeah. exactly so with Masvidal I, it, it's really going to come down to how much he draws and how much excitement there is in his next fight it's going to be a pay-per-view it must be a pay per view. Yeah, Masvidal is at that point. Masvidal, when you, I, I think it's one hundred percent. He's going to title, title shot. shot. Yeah, yeah like, that's I, it. I think the Nate Diaz stuff has subsided. A it's bit. definitely subsided. My, my I, feelings from last week have definitely subsided. Regarding any, that. any thoughts on Diaz's tweet? I just kind of went. I don't care. I don't care. He's it's just talking gonna, shit. Like if he, he's just. I think it's just a negotiation tactic too. To, like it's just him thinking like, eh, there's going to be too much fuckery. I'm out. But in all honesty, if they come to him with a good deal, he'll take it. Like I, that's why I think. He Whatever. had an interview with Ariel Hawani in Madison Square Garden. I'm not sure if you heard about that, but uh, Hawani was saying, how much longer would you want to do this? So he goes, I'm never going to retire. Yeah, yeah. He said it himself. He goes, I am always going to fight. I'm never retiring. Mm. I'm like, he goes, oh, even if you're like 45, 50, he's like, no, like if I get a good fight, I'll fucking take it. If the money's worth it, I'll take it. But yeah, he's also said he seems like he's willing to wait another three years if he has to for a fight. So I don't know about that. How old but- is he? Do you know how old Nate Diaz is? 34. I'm guaranteed. I'm pretty sure I saw that recently. Yeah. <laughs> I'll trust your, uh, your I'm memory. I'm pretty good with numbers. Memory. Yeah. With numbers, I have good memories. It's, it's, it's interesting. 34. Yeah, Fuck you. you April yeah. 16th. Yeah. There you go. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I remember seeing, I think the tale of the, the tape, fight? I think I remember seeing like only 34 week, versus right? 32 or something like that. So it just stuck out in my head yeah. for some reason. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, that talk has subsided. I think Masvidal's even like, it'll happen, but might not even be next. I'm like, thank God. Like, there's no need for a rematch. You beat the shit out of him three rounds. Oh, anti-climactic to finish. Nate was Never about mind. to get started. No. Masvidal didn't even look tired. Like, yeah. even if Nate was going to win the last two rounds, I don't think Masvidal he was going to was addressing him, that too. He goes, you guys think I would have gassed in that fourth and fifth round? Really? Come he on. didn't look like he was tired. I was no, no, no signs of it. Oh, in the third, oh, uh, the third, he only won 10-9 instead of 10-8. He was slowing down. No, man, he still won the round, and he didn't look gassed yeah. at the end. So even if he was about to gas, he probably still had at least one more solid round in him. That's four rounds there. Yeah. I don't see how Nate was going to win that. In terms of skill for skill, it looked like Masvidal was just a cleaner fighter. Like yeah. that That's all there is to it. He just looked better. Um, he's uh, he's coming off one of the best years ever for a fighter. It's incredible in terms of being unknown in March to like one of the top stars. Not in even the company. fighting in 2018. Yeah, no, and coming off two losses, you're coming into March to be fed to Darren Till so that he can get a good rub off of you and get back on the winning track after losing to Woodley in a title fight. But now, by the end of the year, you are one of like the top five stars in the company. It's crazy. So 100%, you got to give that guy the title fight, especially if Colby wins. I mean, Masvidal's probably like, please, Colby, win this fight. Like, please win this fight so that I can get a a way bigger payday against you than Usman. I agree with that. And I think the the Connor schedule of fighting... Cowboy in January, winner of the BMF title in July, or whatever the fuck he's no, talking fuck about. That shit, that's it's not, not going to happen because we need time, obviously, to pass no, for no, the no. Colby and Usman fight, which is happening December 14th. So Usman or Colby against Masvidal is probably not going to happen until at least April, May. Connor probably needs to not talk about fighting welterweights, okay? You, <laughs> you fight lightweights, that's it, okay? He should, he should honestly, he should fight Cowboy in January if he gets the victory there. Okay. Fight Gaethje in the summer. I don't know if Gaethje's if, willing to wait. I don't that see long. why not. Because we still got to get Khabib and uh, Ferguson, which will probably go down in March, March or April. April. So Did you hear what was happening there? there? What do you mean? Oh, the Vegas thing? I he love Khabib. To apologize. I love Khabib. <laughs> Khabib's the best. You know they're going to apologize. He's gangster, You man. know they're going to apologize. Because he's a fucking gangster. Remember the Connor thing? Even with Connor. Connor Khabib's one of those guys. He won't forget, eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I mean, like after a few months, you think like, oh, if we offer him enough money, he'll get it done. He's like, no. 
<laughs> make him apologize. Yeah. It's like it's like he's does apologize. not. Yeah, or I smash them. Like he's yeah. just he doesn't give a fuck. It's smash all, them by not going to fight yeah. for them and not he's, allowing them. He's to make all that about like morals yeah. and like like what he believes in over anything, over money or anything. Like he just he believes. There are some asterisks there though. Like. Like the yeah, the, the post fight spads out and the Connor fight, I get the emotions and like lashing out and jumping over the cage doing all that shit. But the whole, uh, I don't even want to get into it. like the Kadyrov thing that's going on, the the Chechnya leader. Like, I, you I don't know like what? I don't even want to get into. I that. don't like any of that either. That's a little that. ridiculous. That's, that's too much. I don't know. See, for those, it's like you want to be like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? But at the same time, I don't know if there's like shit behind the scenes where it's like, yo overall like i understand this guy's a terrible person but it will help in the long run in terms of like um a drawing like why don't you just gain a bigger audience you know what i mean yeah. at the same time and then you can you know uh the, the more people that i guess uh, believe in you then you can spread your own word out you know what i mean like there's almost like um some sort of good that can come out of it and it's like you know just use a big event i don't, know. Event. I don't, I don't know. know i don't, I don't know if there's, there's if there's that level of thinking going on but I think that's it is it is deep. like i wouldn't do it it's i think funny. he's understood the fact that this guy is a very controversial <clears throat> figure and you know i may give him the respect and be seen without him out in public but like even during like fights i forgot which fight they had a another russian fight or something uh where kadirov was cage side but like they never showed him really on camera or anything like that. That guy's like, fucked up. Let's man. just leave this guy out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I am so looking forward to this two week off, two weeks off. Just yeah, just just with all the shit that I got going on with like studying consistently and trying to put out content and and just I just nice feel a little, little break, bit yeah. of a, a burnout almost. You know? Yeah, like, that's like, gonna it just, happen. It's a lot. Like that's gonna. Don't happen. get me wrong. I love fighting, and I think there's a Bellator card squeezed in there as well because they usually like to take advantage of those uh, UFC off weeks, right? Um. Did you see King Mo's knockout? I, I sent it to yeah, you. Yeah, I saw the knockout. It's sad. I like Mo too. The funny thing he's is, just he, old. His he came gone. out of retirement for yeah, this fight. He's just retirement. old and his chin is gone. He's been knocked out in his last four fights. Is and it didn't even see like crazy shot either. It was more yeah. so like a an off balance shot oh, that yeah, came yeah, in yeah, and yeah. just passed. His, his chin is just completely gone. You could tell he's just old. That's all it is. He was good. I wonder how much he got paid for that though. Yeah, poor guy. You wanted to see him go out on top. It's kind of sad, but. King Mo is though like I love King Mo. He yeah. was great back in the day in his prime in Strike Force and stuff. He was tearing it up. Dominant champion ish. Doing good, yeah. So I don't know. He, I think I, he this is dream uh, walkouts where he had all of his bitches. He had a good career. Shit. He overall had a good career though. Ah fuck. It's it's too bad he didn't get a chance at the UFC. I really wanted to see him in the UFC, but yeah. Well, I think him and Dana had some sort of like falling out because once they acquired Strike Force, yeah, they just he didn't him. make a deal. Yeah, yeah. He just went to Bellator immediately and then yeah. fought it out in, 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 in over there and in Japan. Uh, anything else from this week? That I'm, no, I a little like bit I'm of a slower out. week, yeah. There wasn't much going on. We Not had the Connor news happening. come out. Um, yeah, I'm just... Actually, the, the promos for 245, I don't know if you've been seeing them, but they're actually pretty fire. I'll give okay. them that. They have, I just saw some highlight package of where they kind of showed highlights from the press conference and it was kind of yeah. not good. Um, Kobe was just running shit. And then... Kamaro at the at the, the, the stare, stare down. down with his shirt off. He just took his shirt off for some reason. That Maybe that's his like defense mechanism where oh, he's like actually so scared, but let me just show off my muscles. What are you doing? Like, like posturing like this. I think Kobe's really getting to him though. Yeah, really getting to I him. I think so. I think he's trying his best to just tune him out and focus on killing him. But he can't. But I feel like in he's the moment when him. the fight starts, I don't know if he's going to be able to exercise that level of control. That's an interesting fight. I really thought Kamaru would easily win at first, and now I'm like, I'm on the fence about it. I'm man. on the I fence think Kobe's too. got a good I'll either shot. bet, I'll either bet uh, Kobe or just pass on the fight. It's around plus one forty five now. I, I'm I'm I in that same boat. On it now. Based on where the odds are and how close yeah. it feels, like Kobe should be the bet, or else nothing. Yeah. Although, I feel Look like a good I feel like a good bet would be uh, that fight goes to a decision. I don't see any other like. Do you really see either oh, of them finishing have those each other? No. Um, I would bet on that fight going to a decision. Minus two sixty five going oh, to a decision. Yeah. That's not worth the bet then. No. Yeah, I don't think. But I don't know how much. How much do you think emotions plays into this? And does Kamaru Usman let him let his emotions get over him, gas out a little bit? I just Kobe Covington pours it on in the last round. I just think each either guy are hard to finish, and they're not great finishers. I just their styles. I don't think that's going to change that much to the point where. There's gonna be, you know, they're gonna fight with that much more visceral and get a finish. And yeah, there was a set of odds that came out recently that I wanted to like 
do a little quiz on you with that I did last week as well. Oh, okay. Um, fuck. Masvidal Diaz rematch. How would you oh, land that? Oh, man. Dude, based on how the first fight went, um, <laughs> minus 300, Masvidal. Damn. Plus 230, Nate. Uh, plus 250, Nate, but oh. minus 300, Masvidal. Right, That's go. actually not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bravo, Tony. <laughs> we got some uh, book. That's where it should be, man. Based on how that first fight went, good yeah. God. Well, fuck. I think that's that's pretty much that's it, it for this, this week. week. I think we hit all the all the nails here. Yeah. I like having the card like fresh on my mind too, even though yeah. you know some of them we skimmed over. But uh, we're going to be, be doing bigger. deciding splits more than likely on Klitsin Abreu versus um, Shamil Gamzatov. That'll be out for you guys. You probably have already seen that before we dropped uh, this episode. Uh, and then we'll be back next week for another episode of Combat Sewers going over uh, UFC Sao Paulo. And then looking forward to the next two weeks where we'll figure out what the fuck we're going to talk about and, and do. Um, check out the website, MMALOTN.ca. Follow me at MMALOTN on Twitter. Follow him at Tunes on Twitter, C-H-E-W-N-S, because yeah, <laughs> that's the most popping Twitter channel or feed that you'll <laughs> find. I promise you that. Uh, and yeah, thanks for supporting the boy. And we'll see you guys next week.